Welcome to Everything EFL Podcast. My name's Erin O'Byrne, and I absolutely love sharing my knowledge with you, my darling teacher, and helping you build not only community, but your students' confidence. I truly believe that a positive frame of mind is essential for your students to learn. There's also a bunch of other teachy stuff thrown in for good measure too. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, you gorgeous teacher. Welcome to Everything EFL. If you are one of my lovely regular listeners, welcome back. If you are a new listener, you are most welcome. I'm delighted to have you. I've noticed there's like um, a bit of a growth. Things are creeping up. I'm getting more listens. Um, if you see my social media, I don't know if you did, but I've had a thousand listens in the past six weeks, which is mind blowing to me. So thank you for everybody who's listened, everybody who's supported me and you lovely individuals who you've taken the time to actually email me or comment and, and tell me how much you've enjoyed the podcast and you you have no idea what that means to me. You know who you are. All right, let's crack on. So this episode, I'm going to share my basic sort of knowledge of things to consider when you are doing a writing task. Now, I'm not talking about here's stage one, here's stage two. You can look that stuff up on Google. Okay. What I'm going to teach you are some strategies to maybe ease the pain of the writing process or just to make it go a little bit smoother. And at the end, I'll give you a bonus writing activity with movement, collaboration and cooperation. I mean, what more could you want from an episode? Now, can I just say that writing or teaching writing is not my forte. As you probably know, my, my passion and strength is more on the, the sort of psychology side, you know, building confidence and positivity and that kind of thing. However, you know, I'm branching out, trying different things and, you know, let's let's see if this helps you. Okay, writing. How do your students feel about it? And how do you feel about teaching it? Inevitably, there are some negative feelings. Um, I think there's a fear of writing. I think this is the one skill that is actively avoided, especially um, in the homework stage. I'm not going to be able to solve all your problems here, but I do know a couple of things. Now, I, I'm going to start by saying I do agree with Stephen Krashen. We do not acquire language by producing it, that is speaking and writing. The ability to produce language is the result of language acquisition, not the cause. Now, more on that next week. I'm going to delve into Stephen's theory of self-selected fiction. Um, I can't wait to share that with you. I think it's fascinating. I hope you do too. Anyway, think about why you're giving them a writing task. Is it part of the syllabus? Um, is it because you haven't done one in a while? Is it because the students have asked for it? Um, whatever, the, <laughs> whatever the reason is, the writing task should be a product of what they have already learned, what is previous knowledge, what's already in their brain, okay? Writing should be an exercise in consolidation of what students already know and should be about topics they are familiar with and already have knowledge of. And this is, you know, I'm going to sidetrack here. This is one of the many reasons I hate the IELTS exam and other sort of academic exams. It doesn't take into account students of countries with maybe lower critical thinking skills or the countries that are maybe more isolated from the rest of the world. They just don't have that much knowledge of the kind of the IELTS topics and themes. Anyway, I digress. I'm definitely going to do some episodes about IELTS this year, but back to the matter at hand. So for you, 
only give students something to write about if the knowledge is already there or if you've made sure in class or in some of the way they have all the tools they need to complete the task, be it grammar or target language. So that would be my first tip for you there. Make sure they're writing about something they already know. My second tip would be, you've probably noticed writing does take a long time and, you know, so you may have allocated like, you know, um, Monday, do some writing, give it to me tomorrow. So like a day or in class, you've allocated a certain amount of time in your lesson for it. And it inevitably takes much longer or maybe students, you know, haven't completed the writing task in the, the 24 hours for the homework. Why? Well, in my mind, what the students are thinking about is, oh, I'm not sure how to, um, is it, do I use the present perfect? Is it is it the continuous? Is this accountable or uncount? Is this plural? What they're thinking about is accuracy. I think students are, and you know, feel free to disagree with me, but I feel like students are so conditioned to worry about grammar and being correct. They're so worried about it. You don't get free expression, that, that fear and that sort of you know, concern about accuracy just stifles their ability just to write. So we as teachers, we have to normalise making mistakes, not just in writing. But, you know, if you promote this idea and the students get it eventually, then the stress will go down. You might get more natural writing or just a more natural flow from your students, you know, because they're less worried about being perfect. Now, this mindset shift for your students and possibly you, if you're too concerned with accuracy, it does take time. I always say everything's a process. You have to sell the idea of, you know, just write. Don't worry about making too many mistakes. You can't expect them to write their opinion and, and go deeper into complex issues with no mistakes. And more importantly, they shouldn't expect that from themselves either. But do they know this? Just a little dramatic pause there so you can think about that. Students have to remember and you do too. There's only so much vocabulary you can pre-teach. They've only got so much space in their brain for new information. So, you know, make it clear to your students, you're going to do your writing. And then there's another stage to this. I'm going to look at what you've written and I'm going to make suggestions to you for more natural phrases. Notice, I never use the word correct. I never use the word mistake. I never use the word error. This is all about making changes. My third piece of advice, and I think what I've just said segues very nicely into this, is preparation and scaffolding. I think, as I said before, writing is one of the things that students actively avoid. Um, you have to make sure that every part of the writing task is broken down into digestible stages. They, Like I said, they have the right vocab or access to a good list or a good writing model, you know, a sample to steal from. And, you know, brainstorming structure and content is a great idea in class. You know, they've got support from other students. The more prepped the student feels, the more likely they will be to write because, that, again, that stress level is lowered. So think about how are you going to stage and scaffold each part of your writing task. Now, my last point is, and again, this is sort of to do with um, lowering stress levels and stuff. Doing writing individually can be a bit overwhelming um, and I would never ask my students to do it individually and I would never ask them to do it in groups or pairs. I would give them a choice. Simple question before they start. Do you want to work alone or do you want to work in a pair? All right. 
because that gives them that that empowers them. Okay, yeah, I'm up for a challenge. I'm going to do it alone. Oh, actually, I think I need a bit of help. I'm going to work with my friend. Fine. What does it matter to you whether they work alone or together? You know, give them the choice. Pairs are good.、Um, any more people than that, then things start taking a bit too long. There's a little bit too much debate about, again, at the stage where normalising mistakes isn't like a normal thing for them. You know, they're going to be very concerned with getting things correct and and stuff like that. So, you know, how do you group your students if they decide they want to work in groups or whatever? Again, if Pairs are always better if you if you're lucky enough to have a small class. Pairs,、um, maybe you know weaker and stronger students together is a good combination. But try getting your weaker students to hold the pen and do the writing, and then they're fully included. If you end up with a strong pair, they can alternate the use of the pen, and if they finish before everybody else. Um, obviously, you can kind of help them make changes, and then you could split them up, and they could join another group each and help them. They can't take the pen; they are just there to assist. Okay, so everybody is busy. Now, if you are doing threes, I would say rotate the pen use, but monitor it so that the stronger student isn't always doing everything.、Um, You know, you need everybody to be engaged. So, if the stronger student is doing all the writing, the weaker student's just going to get bored, unmotivated, excluded. They're going to switch off and just go.、Oh, I'm just going to stand here with my arms crossed and and let the stronger student do everything because they're not listening to me.、Um, I do have, you know, I think as teachers we do this as well. Sometimes we don't give the quieter, weaker students. Less confident, whatever you want to call them, we don't give them time to really think, formulate, and speak. We we ask them a question. We ask them, "What do you think?" And the cogs are turning, and we don't have the patience to to wait for them to answer. So we ask them another question.、Um, we have to also eliminate our stronger students getting resentful because they feel like they're doing all the work. So you know, teaching. Yeah, my point is teach. Teach your stronger students to give their weaker or shyer groupmates a little bit of time and space to think and speak and come up with the ideas as well. Train them to do this. Again, everything's a process. You need to keep on at them and monitor them so they're doing this. Okay. Weaker students or shyer students, you know, they will be thinking more slowly and they will have more trouble transferring their ideas from the brain to the mouth. Get your stronger students to give them that time and space to think. Get them to step back and say, "Hold on, just give them a moment." You know, you'll have to monitor and do this. And what you're doing is you're training them. You're training your stronger students to give those weaker students more time. Okay, I hope you found that useful. I do have a bonus activity now. Like I said, this is a, a writing activity. Now, on the face of it, it might not be suitable for every age and level. But as teachers, you can think of a way to adapt it. So I'd like you just to listen. Take some mental or physical notes, and then think about how can I take this and and change it so I can do it for my class. Okay, so I like doing writing rotation. Okay, especially for IELTS where you've got these big heavy essays, and they are often quite dull. Okay, so I would say let's do it together in twos or threes. Have flip chart paper on the wall. Have,、mm, I would say maybe the same question. Um, task. So it could be a task two. You know, like what are the problems of inner city living and what are the solutions, kind of thing. Okay,、um, have that title above every piece of flip chart paper. Have it on the board. Do your necessary prep. Do your brainstorming. Have your ideas on the board. Break it down. What's the structure? Blah 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 blah. And then you put your students in front. You know, you put each group in front of every piece of flip chart, and you say, okay, you've got fifteen minutes to write the introduction. Okay. 
go for it. Now, if they don't finish, that's okay. It's not about finishing. It's just about collaborating and writing. After that fifteen minutes, tell them you're going to change. You're going to move to the next piece of paper. You're going to read what the other group has already written, and you're going to continue in a logical fashion. If the other group hasn't finished the introduction, that's okay. They just keep writing. They continue, and then when the introduction is finished, they move on to the next paragraph. Okay, and then you know fifteen, and then give another fifteen, another fifteen. Until the groups are finished. Now, obviously, this is something you're going to need a lot of time for this. So, like I said, let's adapt it. Now, maybe with lower levels or younger students or non-exam students, you could do this kind of thing with dialogues. You could write one line of a dialogue on a piece of paper. Have seven different pieces of paper, seven different lines of dialogue. They're not connected. They're just on the wall. And then each group has to stand by one piece of paper, read that line. And just add one line, either before or after. And when they're done, they move to another piece of paper. They read the dialogue. Maybe another group has written something. They read everything. They add a line before or after, and they keep going for a little while. Maybe you can put those on Google Docs. You know, make the changes together. However, you want to do it.、And、that was just the first thing that sprang to mind、um, as an alternative. But I don't invite you. This is your challenge for this week. Think a little bit deeper. You know your students best. What would appeal to them? How would you take this kind of writing rotation activity, and what exactly would you do? And then I suppose my second question is, how would you break it down to prepare them? Who would you put together to work, or would you give your students the choice? What kind of topic would it be, and how much time are you going to allocate to it? Do you think you'll be able to do it all in one lesson, or do you think you might have to divide it up over lessons? I think that's okay too. Okay, that's it. So keep an eye out on my social media, guys.、Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Just choose one. I generally put the same content on each. I just know that people people like different social medias, so I'm on all three of those. I'll probably be addressing this topic in a, like a little video, and then maybe invite you to contribute to the discussion. Okay, I'm off to have a cup of tea.、Um, just to remind you that there are a couple of freebies in my show notes,、um, free to download. One is a reflection lesson plan, and one is ways to add positivity into your classroom. And I think that's it for this week. So thank you so much for hanging in there and listening until the end. If you enjoy my podcast, talk me up to your colleagues. Share this episode or share another episode that you've listened to to one of your colleagues if you think they'll like it. Thank you so much for your support. Have a lovely, peaceful couple of weeks, and I'll see you soon. Share the love, guys. Look after yourself. Bye. <laughs>